make a hum, make a hum, make a www.jctheauthor.net For my live streams such as my author interviews and the Three-Headed Monster live streams please visit me on IG and Twitter at JC Storyteller Also on YouTube as well as Facebook Facebook.com backslash jctheauthor Salute! You are now tuned in to the Get Caught Up Podcast Author Interviews. Welcome to our show. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. I am your host, and as my girl, Abby Penn, has told me time and time again, she's like, your stuff up, girl. So, yes, I am an author myself. I'm also a film producer and, of course, the podcaster. I am untamed, and unfortunately, I am not joined by my lovely, lovely co host, as I always call her, Miss Crystal. My love of books. Um, you guys, please send her some well wishes. She is feeling a bit under the weather, but she will be back as soon as she possibly can. So, Tonight, it would just be myself and our featured guest coming up really shortly. But as I always do at this time, you know I have to take time out to first show love to all the sponsors, EXO, MB, ELW, Exodus Morgan, Tiana Denae, Women of Vision, Tyler Landscaping, and me and my son's lawn care. Thank you so much for continuing to be just the greatest supporters for the Get Caught Up podcast. As I say, I love, love, love you for the money that that falls and the money that jiggles because it all works to the common good, to the common good and the common goal of the podcast. And of course, I will go over at the end of the show if you would like to become an official sponsor, what you can do. And it is September, you guys. Oh my goodness, these months are just flying. We're almost to 2023. I could not believe it. But at the beginning of the month, what we always do is send out our special, special shout out. So happy birthday to anybody celebrating a birthday in September. Happy anniversary to anyone who's celebrating an anniversary in September, which would include myself and my hubby. Our anniversary is coming up um, next Friday, as a matter of fact. And also, for all of you guys who have book releases in September, 
we wish you a happy book release, happy audio book release, whatever format is coming out in, happy, happy release. We hope that you're still out. But we are now, yes, getting to the point of the show, we're getting to our featured guest. And before I bring her on, I just want to take a moment and give you guys a little bit about Miss Denise Essex. Denise Essex writes sweet, sweet, whimsical romance novellas. She creates provocative stories that feature alluring brown girls mm, and seductive black men. All right, we love our good brown girls and black men, y'all. <laughs> she admittedly enjoys a good how did you meet story? And Denise is committed to contributing romance stories where Black women are adored, pursued, and sexually satisfied. Welcome to the UP Hot Seat. Denise, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. It is a pleasure to have you on with us tonight. And I just love the fact that you are writing African-American romance stories. Ooh, that is so, so beautiful. I love reading about us, especially because we are not, you know, sometimes considered mainstream, but love is love and our Black love is real. So I kudos to you. I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I also noticed that there's only so many tropes I feel like brown girls can play. Like we have been strong for generations, strong, strong, working, mm. trauma bonds. And I just want to show like a softer side of us and not the, again, not the new social media where we're always in heels or anything like that, but just that brown girls can be the object of desire and can be pursued and can be a woman. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So just speaking about that, what made you get started in writing Roman? Oh, that's a good question. I, um, so I finished my first book this year, but I have been writing since the beginning of time. And like a lot of people before the pandemic, I was like a whole nother person. I worked in the medical fields. And so I considered the stories I wrote like journaling, like just fictitious. Like I never thought I would do anything with it. Um, but that's my favorite thing to watch and when I'm not reading heavy nonfiction, which I did a lot of, I like romance, I like rom-coms. And I just felt like since I was a little girl, you know, there was like Reese Witherspoon, you know, all these people I felt like I could relate to, to a certain extent. And I just wanted a brown girl version of that with our culture. And so for me, it felt very natural to just write what I wanted to read. Mm. That's right. I love it. And you're right. You know, it was, we see all those movies. And like you said, to a certain extent, um, we can relate to it. But we just love wanting, loving to read and see, you know, people who look like us, talk like us, act like us. Yes. Because you know? <laughs> you know? we can relate, but we also have our own flair. You know, we have yes. our own way of. We have our own vernacular. We have our own mannerisms. So it's good to see that highlighted. And I guess I would say, so having said all that, what sets you in the mood to write? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Well, now that I actually let myself be in this realm and actually like open to it, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just feel like a creative. I don't think I would have ever identified as that before. So I could just be walking down the street and inspired and be like, oh, let me hold that in my head because I want to write about it. Every single thing I do, things that I absorb just in my surroundings, I can conjure and I can make into a sweet little love story. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. That's what it's all about. I love that. And that's the one thing about being creative. You know, um, so I get that question too. It's like, well, what inspires you? You know, I have reasons. I always say I have reasons to do the things that I do. But inspiration when you're a creative comes from anything. And anyway, like it's, it's no rhyme or reason to it. It just happens. Like I can sit down and make a conscious decision to write a story. Or it can be something that just out of the blue, like you said, you like, let me just, you know, capture this in my mind and, you know, go and write a story about it. I, you know, I've I written a story based off of a picture that somebody posted on Instagram, I think it was. Right? <laughs> and I told him, I was like, you know, you started the whole story. <laughs> what? Like, I can relate. I can absolutely relate to that. There was, um, I don't know what group it is, so I don't want to get the name wrong. But another thing that I do is a lot of times I try to feed my eyes with brown people. So like black love groups on Facebook and IG. So they're kind of like constantly coming up versus again what the, you know, the media wants to portray. And so one of the couples, regular couple, just beautiful brown couple. And I commented like, y'all look like the inspiration for my next story because they just looked like average people. They was fine, but you know what I mean? They right. Look, they look curated by um, the media, but they also had that look like it either just went down or it was about to go down. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can use that. Okay. I know that's right. I love it. I love it. And then that's where our muses come from. You know, I always tell people all the time, it's like, you say, well, who keep who do you base it off of, and are your stories? And you find this a lot, especially amongst you know authors, black like authors. You're like, we don't even base our our characters or our muses anymore off of celebrities. We see it with, with the social with the blessing of social media. Right. You get to see a lot. You get to see a lot of just black beauty, you know, yes. and men and women, and it's like av your average everyday people, average everyday couples. You look at them, you're like, oh. Yes. Yes. Those are the ones. That's who I yes. want to write about right there. Absolutely. So. I'm going to have to see if I can find them. And I'm going to like, send it to you in a message and be like, this, that, what? This, that, what? Oh, yes, please send it to me. Send it to me. I love it. And I, I tell you the truth, it's funny. My, uh, my husband, he's been dealing with me now for a long time, many years with this journey. But it's okay. hilarious. People go through my phone and they're like, Got all these men, sixty men. <laughs> oh, that's just research. I was like, that's research. I said, my husband don't care. He know, he know better. He don't even ask no more. He was like, oh, you doing something for a book? You doing something for something? And I was like, yes, it's so hilarious. And he was like, do you have any couples in your phone? <laughs> yes. It's like I don't know if readers like can understand I know a lot of readers probably also write or dabble or just it's immersive 
So when we're creating, or at least when I'm writing, sometimes I need a sound, like music, a song. Like sometimes mm-hmm. for me, a song can conjure a story. So I find myself listening to that song over and over in the day, cause like just scenes and chapters. And But sometimes it's a picture, like, okay, maybe it's not about this celebrity, but this body type is giving me very much main character. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're actually like, and- we pulled from all of those facets. I tell you, it was, I, I can't even remember what song it was. You know how sometimes you write and you get stuck and then that one song comes mm-hmm. on and it's like, I was like you, I was repeating that song and I ended up writing, I was stuck on chapter five and I think I went from chapter five to chapter 15 on that song. <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he do yes, it? Yes, yes. <laughs> that song pressed me through. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was excited about that. But so what I didn't read, we were talking about couples, what I didn't read in your bio, you guys, I skipped over a section of her bio because instead of reading it, I wanted her to tell it because she said that she enjoys Uh talking about this. (laughs) So I want to hear the story about how you met your husband. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it is in my bio. It's hilarious because we still talk about this. And yeah, we speaking of me in my writing and um we were at that phase where you know like clubbing is not necessarily what you want to be doing but you want to be around young people you still want to be around fine people so it was actually kind of like a youth group <laughs> and so people are like what y'all been at church and i'm like oh kind of and so we were there like friday night i remember it was late too but the way his friend talked him into coming was, man, if you come, they're just gonna talk real quick, you know, about, you know, prayer and that, but you can get some free bread. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was like, I was a college student, I was always hungry, and I was like, man, I'll just go. And so, of course, we connected there, but when he tells the story, he always says, I went there for bread and left with a wife. Oh, I love it, <laughs> I love it. He said, I, I was starving. I right. Was he was starving for food and got fed. I, I know that's right. <laughs> basically, basically. That is the cutest story. I love it. I do. But listen, no wonder you you look you prone to write romance. That's right? that's the start right there. <laughs> and you should you should see our faces when people will say like we. I think earlier this year we went out with another couple friend of ours. They're they're like only been married a couple of years, so they're super cute. And they were like, so how did y'all meet? And there's always this like pregnant pause where people are like, oh, was it crazy? And I'm like, well, we kind of met at a youth group. <laughs> And it's like, of course, that's the story you want to be able to tell your kids, but it don't always go down like that. I mean, right? I did, but <laughs> that was ours. That's, but that is great. It is that is one of the cutest stories, and I just. I love hearing, you know, couples talk about their black love and how they met and, you know, even the kind of uh, crazy, hairy stories. You yes, because <laughs> it's like, for some reason, the hairier, the wilder the couple, I think. Right. So I'd be like, oh, of course y'all met that way. Like, of course, y'all still turned up. Right, it's like, it makes sense. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like now it makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, what we are going to do right here is we're gonna take a quick break because we talked a little bit to you about you being an author, but we want to get into this book. So 
when we come back, I am going to read the synopsis. And you guys, Miss Denise has agreed to read to us a snippet from her story, and I cannot wait. So when we return, we will get the synopsis, and then the flow will be yours. Kisha Beauty, embracing the power of self-love in conjunction with Fifty Shades of Success. While Fifty Shades of Success works on the inside, let Kisha Beauty work on the outside, adding a little sparkle, pop, and shine with Kisha Lips, pamper your skin with Kisha Body, and let's not forget accessories with Kisha Girl. Find us on Instagram. Publishing has partnered with Katie Creatives to present to you UP pre-made book covers. With over 200 covers to choose from, we're sure you'll find exactly what you need to fit your author needs. Just visit www.untamedpublishing.net. Everybody, join me, poet and author Kiana Dene, on my podcast, Noteworthy, a poetry podcast for the poets, where you'll hear my original poetry and poetry from other amazing poets as well, because I truly believe all poets are worthy. Go follow the podcast on Instagram at Noteworthy Poetry, and you'll be the first to know whenever there's a new episode. While you're there, follow me too at Kiana underscore Dene. So tune in today. Hello, 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 and welcome back. We are back with author Denise Essex, and we have talked a little bit to her about her journey into authorhood and her her very sweet story about how she met her husband and all of the things that make her romantic juices just tick. So what I'm going to do for you guys is read you the synopsis for her book and then Denise will bless us with a snippet. So here is the synopsis. Demetrius D. Black is a gifted basketball player with the head-turning arm tattoo of Ogon, the god of iron. He goes above and beyond to sexually satisfy the women in his life and has a reputation of being a kind of lingus connoisseur. All right now. When his childhood love goes missing, his desire to commit goes with us. He makes a vow to find her or never fall in love again. Latanya is a talented sports journalism intern that is tired of being reduced to her looks. She does her job and attends classes unenthusiastically, struggling to believe she's worth more than being someone's arm candy. When they meet in the athletic department, Dee sees Latanya's catechism stretch of him. It's clear that she thinks very little of a horseman and finds him to be a walking stereotype. But after spending time with him, she begins to question her attraction to him. Would he open himself up to Latanya despite the scars from his missing childhood friend, 
or would he choose to be the stereotypical athlete afraid of commitment? Mr. you have the floor. I have the floor. Okay. We placed our belongings in cubbies that made me feel like I was back in kindergarten. It smelled of holistic cleaners and essential oils. Rashad nudged me with his pointy elbow to grab our ladies' blocks and blankets. I also needed to collect mats for Latanya and me. Nina and Rashad brought their own mats. Nina was gentle in her instructions on how to lay the mat and blanket and I appreciated her sensitivity. I had no idea what I'd gotten myself into. I stretch regularly and consider myself quite limber. Yoga, however, was a practice I never envisioned. Latanya gently pulled my arm to take a seat beside her. Nina floated around the space. She adjusted the lights once more and started a song that played from the speakers built into the walls. The track was surround me. It cooed quietly as Nina joined her shot on the main stage. Let's take a moment to simply breathe, Nina stated, just, as, just above a whisper. Feel free to close your eyes. Otherwise, allow your eyes to shift downward. I shifted uncomfortably. Not only did Nina, Rashad, and Latanya have their eyes closed, they sat with their legs crossed like this was some everyday shit. A few moments passed, my mind relaxed, but my legs screamed for me to stand. I felt a light pressure on my shoulder. I looked up and saw that Nina had walked over. Go ahead and stretch your legs out. Thank God, I muttered. Nina seemed to glide instead of walk with a normal gait back to her mouth. Gently allow your eyes to drift open. Latanya faced D. Latanya looked at me with a glow that draped her lovely features. I took her in. Her usually despondent, cognac-colored eyes were brighter and jewel-like after less than 15 minutes with Nina. They twinkled as she gazed at me and smiled with her eyes. Now take a seat on your throne, Nina spoke. Her words interrupted our gaze. Nina climbed into Rashad's lap and her hands instructively cupped and his hands instructively cupped her ass. The fuck? Latanya sat in my lap and her perfume, a mixture of floral and spicy scents, intoxicated my nose. Her thighs were like pillows I could lay my head on and sleep my stress away, but that would have to wait. She sat in my lap and peered at me. Rashad, I said through gritted teeth. I kept my focus on my lady because she was seducing me with her eyes. Is this that eye gazing shit? Nina giggled and Latanya smirked at me. Yes, sir, Rashad answered, unbothered by my discomfort. All right, now. <laughs> okay, you guys. And that is her snippet from her book, The College Route. And I love it. I love it. You can see the flirtation. <laughs> you know, it's like, he's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So one thing I do know, you wrote this from a male perspective. I did. What may we always see it from the woman's perspective? Well, I don't say always, but most times with women, we see it from the women's perspective. So what yes. made you write from the male perspective? I love this question. And I love that so much. Some of the reviews I got from the first book were that they appreciated it. It was, um, from the male, completely from the male perspective, which was different to that particular reader. So this book that we're talking about is book two. Okay. And it comes out, yeah, it comes out next Tuesday, September 13th. And the book, the first book was Rashad and Nina. So they're the ones that are in that yoga scene with D. And okay. I wrote that book, but like strictly from Rashad's perspective. And it was so much fun to just allow myself to sort of 
be in that headspace of how he might be navigating relationships in college and then meeting a yoga instructor like Nina. And so it was even more fun to write from Dee's perspective because he's, again, a stereotypical athlete, like with a bunch of, you know, girls running in and out. But there's a very poignant reason why he's that way. And being able to sort of um, think about and try to express to the reader what that process is for him and why he's that way, like not just for the gram, <laughs> you know, there's right. a he's a little standoffish. It was really quite beautiful. I think readers are really going to be able to connect with him. Awesome. And I love it because, especially for our Black men in, in romance, it is such a beautiful thing to be able to explore their feelings in their headspace and I say this you know and, it, and it's no knock to people who are single or you know uh, are not in a marriage but I think it helps when you're married because you're with your spouse all the time and you, right. get, to, you get to understand you know how they think and what makes a man tick and you know their little nuances you know that add and you know add to your writing and I think being able to have, you know, that intimacy, that closeness, it is something that I believe can be demonstrated and shown and highlighted in a way that we don't often get to see. You know, we often get the woman's emotions and all of her thought processes mm-hmm. and, and the breakdown <laughs> behind her, but we don't get that with guys. Like, we don't know sometimes, like, why they are this way you know first of all I say this is you know I can't say for every man but for most men you know they can't handle you know upset and heartbreak like us so yes <laughs> like we true. don't we don't want to handle it you know we do but you know they kind of they tend to go through one traumatic event and that's it right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think the beauty in it which which makes marriage relationships connections just all of that it makes it really um special but also sometimes complicated because men are really simple we like to make it more than it is and so like there's this one point where he wakes up he's had some bad dreams and the girl he says like, oh, her energy is off. So he notices it, but he's like, I don't know who's at a place where I should say something. So I just kind of grunted at her and pulled her in for like a quick hug. That was it. Like, it's not, I wonder if she thinks like, it's just really right. <laughs> yeah, like, and men are like that. Like, I, it's so funny. I, after you've been married a while, you kind of just know what makes the, the other person tick. And you can kind of tell if they, you know, done something or said something or you've done something or said something that's like <laughs> weighing on them and they're like, they're not feeling you right there in that moment. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you get it. And men are, women are like, you know, we're just like, we want to talk about it. We want to hash it out. We want to blow up. And then we want to look, then we need an official like apology let down. <laughs> it's like, we kind of go through that. So a lot of times the men are just like, you know, one thing that my <laughs> My husband did. He's like he he's learned. He's like sometimes when he's like I, if I know she's upset, I ain't gonna even say nothing. He just 
or pop up and do something like that he knows I really, really love. Cause he knows that then that's gonna be like me kind of going, okay, listen, you know, <laughs> this is oh, what to get it out of you. He's trying <laughs> to like have you start the, the yeah. dialogue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's like, he's like, cause he like last thing he wants to do is step into the lion's den. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. And I think I've learned that you know I can, and I can't stereotype there are a lot of you know women who need uh what we stereotypically think with guys and vice versa but I think in general men just need a second to process and sometimes especially when you talk about a young man they're like all right let me go for him let me just go to the gym real quick because I think something's happening but I have no idea whereas women I think are we you know we're firing like quickly and putting things together <laughs> making connections <laughs> and a lot of times for me it's as simple as the decompression is all they need like they can be upset and go and decompress and they're good like and you're right like, so and you're like so so what do you want to talk about I'm like no i'm good i'm straight now <laughs> i'm good I, I got i got it off the chest like how did you get it off your chest <laughs> you right like, no i just want to shout you know <laughs> They're good so now. simple. <laughs> like they're simple like that. They are good. They are really good at compartmentalizing and you know, things are never we can uh women tend to kind of go over and over, you know, we, we kind of do that where we mentally have to analyze and critique things and men are just basically like, Okay, it's cut and dry, there is no yeah. in the middle. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like make a decision and move on. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's another thing I really enjoyed about writing from Dee's perspective is for him, first of all, he's a very young man. And two, it's important with both of the books, you know, I'm a very, very new writer. So I, again, really appreciate you giving me space on your platform. But with both of them, it was really important for me to show that they can be complex in that they have a journey and they have to learn something, but that it's not their partner's job or their love interest. It's not their job to come and help them, right? Like you can support them, which I think it, you know, can seem a bit mature, but I think our culture as a black community, we're getting to a place where we don't have to trauma bond. And I can support you, I can hold space for you while you clean up your stuff, but it's not my job to do that. So it was very important for me that Dee faced his own demons without dragging Latanya into it. And it was important for me that she can have feelings about that and be sad or have questions without taking his journey personally. And I think that's important for people to see too, you know, like we have love, but it's not, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes the media makes it like, we just gotta be a down chick and ride, you know? Like, right, <laughs> and you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, I'm so glad you said that because one point that I have, I stand on this, you know, when you brought that point up, is that being a down chick is, the reason why we always down, we moving down from down chick from one guy to the next guy is because we don't have to trauma bond. But the danger in trauma bonding is once the person is over the trauma, where's Ooh. the bond? What is your bond Ooh, to them? That's deep. You know, <laughs> if, if you grow and you come out of it, what do you have to connect with? So that's why it's so dangerous to bond in that way because once you and eventually if you are working on yourself and you're just growing and maturing and allowing it to go 
then you, you start to disconnect from the things that brought you together. And so what do you have? You, you know? know what she just, I just had like one of them Oprah moments because <laughs> I'm telling you for real, because I have like to the point where I was like, all right, just don't worry about it, put it aside. But I have really studied the whole phenomena of the second wife that usually doesn't look like a brown girl. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole, this woman, he had kids with her, he held her down, and then now there's a new person. But I, you know, as I got older, I softened to the fact that I think these men with these great gifts and talents are looking for their partner to grow with them. But to your point, I think that first wife might have been bonded to the hustle and the grind and the trauma versus mm-hmm. I'll be here and I'll be alongside you while you grind, but I'm not getting down in there with you. I don't have to lose my identity while you figure this out. Mm-hmm. I could be That's... a kept woman at the end of right. this. Okay? Right. <laughs> right. At the end of this, I could be a kept woman too. And I think a lot of times that is exactly what you said about keeping your identity and not yeah. getting lost into what his identity mm-hmm. is in that moment. Yeah, you know? in that moment. Because it might change, especially if he's as gifted as, you know, I'm not going to name drop, but you see a lot of these big stars and they look like us and they have kids that look like us and they have a set of set of kids that maybe don't look as much like us. And it's like, <laughs> right. well, what happened? And so I, I want that for, for brown girls, for black women, for women of color, to love ourselves enough to to be chosen despite where our partner may be in their journey that's right. that is important for me i didn't see that oh, when i was reading yeah i, did, I mm. didn't see a lot of i see it now and i'm so so glad but i definitely wanted to make sure that the work that i contribute shows us being pursued like we deserve awesome i love it yes and this this is why i love african-american romance being highlighted because this is exactly what we don't get to see and we now have the opportunity and the platform to bring these stories to life and bring it forth so that other people outside of our community can see more of a detailed inside and you know just a a microscopic lens on okay this this is what makes them identifiable and different it's like We've been doing this all along, you know. Sometimes, well, I gonna say we've been doing it all along. We had to grow and learn too, so, right? <laughs> we had to grow and learn too. But now, now, look, now that we're open, you know, we're learning more about ourselves and learning yes. more about our mental health and our physical health yes. and our spiritual health. We're learning to expand and understand, just like you said, what made these things not work, so that we can yes. make them now work for us. Yes. <laughs> And I like to describe this little like world that I've created like in within the college route. I like to describe it like grownish, but mm-hmm. with characters that look more like insecure. <laughs> so like an all, <laughs> yes. an all urban cast of grownish. Cause I, I mean, I like those type of shows, insecure and grownish, but I think where I'm met in the middle is it's that, that romance, that sweet heat where you kind of mm-hmm. can just live in that space. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, listen, I was going to ask what was your inspiration behind writing the book, but I think we covered that. <laughs> you covered the inspiration. So, but I will say, just to kind of get down to the nuts and bolts of, of this, you know, these two books, mm-hmm. what what is one thing that you would want the readers to take away specifically from your book? 
Oh, I love this question so much. Y'all can't see me, but my hands just like immediately went to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) It did. So with book one with Rashad, he's basically in a situation where, you know, he's been cheated on by his ex-girlfriend, someone that he treats very well. And he's, you know, a mama's boy. He identifies as that, but they still got strong boundaries. And he's on a journey of like, okay, how do I relate to women better? Because just because I've been cheated on, I know I don't want to be out here walling out. Um, And so I want people to take from that book that, you know, Young men, especially young black men, they need the space to be human. I don't know why mm. our young black men don't get an opportunity to figure themselves out or figure. It's like they sort of get typecast mm-hmm. and they just they just skip childhood altogether, I feel like. So I feel like from book one, I really want to humanize young black men and how they relate and how they figure it out. He's, he's so cute to me. I feel like I could see him and he just, he gets it together, bless his heart. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> with book two I go a little bit deeper it's still very light it's nothing dark but with Dee's uh, missing childhood friend for me it was so important to use this opportunity to do a little edutainment and that is that when our children go missing in our communities they don't get the media coverage that white children get mm. um, to the point where I was very, very ignorant I basically just thought well black that doesn't happen in black families not true and so I wanted to kind of shed light on what that does to the people who are left and Mm. and how D kind of um you know works that out in his mind and kind of you know tells his body that this is not going to happen every time he gets close to someone and so Mm. I really hope that they take from readers take from this is that um, our community goes through a lot of things and somehow we still find a way to love each other. It's the most mm. magical, beautiful thing. And it's been like that for generations to come. And hopefully when our kids are older, it'll get easier and easier and less of those sort of external factors weighing on us. Um, and that's what I want people to take from that. And the fact that there is still um, positive things in our communities, despite everything they throw at us. Absolutely. That is a beautiful message. Oh, man. I am so excited. And congratulations on your recent release. It's coming up. I'm just excited. Look, you have a a beautiful road ahead of you. I love your messaging. And I just want everybody to consume your books because we need more of that in our literary space. Yes. So having said all of that, what is next for you? Well, this, Dee's book comes out. It's so funny you shouted out September birthday. So my birthday is September 12th. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Go Virgos. And then my book comes out September 13th. And if I just keep going the way I'm going, book three should be out November 13th. So I'm just, (laughs) I'm trying to keep this pace. And then January, I'm going to be in Memphis doing a book event with uh, the BLP team. They're amazing authors that I've learned so, so much from. And so as far as like my author goals, I just, I just want to be around <laughs> these creative giants and just learn everything I can. Because I just, I just started writing. So I, I have so much to learn and I'm just so excited. Awesome. Well, I know that you will. And you'll be able to contribute because you are definitely on the right path. 
you know, with your writing and with your ideas. So kudos to you and congratulations on your recent release, your upcoming release, and your next upcoming release. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, and, and since we said, I, I say this on the, on the podcast. When you talk about Virgos, I do have to shout out that today is Idris Elba's birthday. Happy birthday! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I always post him because, like, he's one of my all-time favorite actors. But he was like one of my first romance. Uh, character inspiration for one of my characters so i was like always give him a good shout out so (laughs) i love that so much Uh, yeah you uh, look one day hopefully he'll hear (laughs) hey you you never know i have i have seen some things happen between them twitters and these igs these celebrities be responding they be responding Oh my goodness. But definitely I want you to go ahead and take a moment to just tell the listeners how they can connect with you and where they can purchase your book. Thank you so much. So I'm Denise Essex. That's E-S-S-E-X, E-S Sex. <laughs> and I can <laughs> find my books on Amazon under the college route. So um, the college route is book one is already available on Amazon and book two, I found her will be available Tuesday, September 13th. I'm on Instagram, Denise Essex 222. I'm on Facebook, Denise Essex, the author, Denise Essex. I'm out here, y'all. Follow me, message me, read it, (laughs) share it. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Message her, read her, share it. Um, and definitely definitely (laughs) we need those reviews (laughs) so put those reviews out there and show her some love and definitely make sure that you pick up these books Um, I'm always a proponent to order direct from the author so I need to get it I need to get it as soon as I you know again these other girls they is getting me together like girl you gotta have your direct so it's in the works it is in the works works. so while while she's working on it y'all see if she go to Amazon right (laughs) right when she has to go, because I know she's going to promote it. She's going to do a great job of doing that. Go ahead and make sure she's 46. So, right now, you can go ahead and get ready. Go ahead and go to Amazon. So, I don't <laughs> talk. Look, 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 here's going to be pushing a timeline on you about right November. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I need to get it together. But look, before we go, I want to ask you one question as to why who is established, especially since you were kind of just telling me like you want to um, order directly from authors. What would your advice be to a new author like myself when we feel confused on splitting our time between writing, business, and promoting? Oh my goodness. I'm going to tell you (laughs) that I I tell everybody this is this is a marathon. It is not a, a swift race. It is a marathon. And you will have to devote just as much time to the business aspect of it as you do to the writing. Oh. Um, it, it, it's inevitable. You know, okay. you gotta do it. I okay. know. I tell everybody all the time, like, people think that I love social media because they're like, oh my God, 
on the yeah. all the time you do and I was like and I tell them all the time I was like listen if I could just like not have a website not have social media and put my work out and everybody go get it I'll be just the happiest person yeah. in the world <laughs> okay I, I feel seen cause I'm like I just wanna write I was really hoping you were like no girl just improve your crafts <laughs> you like no girl you better get on that promotion okay oh that's hard out shit it's hard, it is hard out shit that, but this is a very real conversation and I'm glad that we're having it because the readers who listen to it sometimes they don't know like no like we have to the, the fun part about being a new writer is mm-hmm. that you're just writing so then yes. when you cross over to publishing and you get to the business side of it it's like Oh my gosh! I have to split my time now. I have to. I, I have to be out here pushing it as much as I, you know, as I create. And I always kind of listen to people who have really, like, really made it um, in any industry because they can give you such great advice. I heard Tyler, the creator, say one day, and it, I listen to things like this to keep me going because <laughs> sometimes okay. I want to be like, I, 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 I get in that mode where I'm like. I don't want to do this. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me go on a hiatus from social media for three months. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I get in those modes because you kind of just want to, you know, scale back some. And at and, and times that's necessary. So I will say this when you find yourself being overwhelmed, that's when you need to take a break from you know promoting and everything because people will still be there don't you know don't go ghost for like two years (laughs) but you know take some time off a couple weeks a month you know give yourself a deadline and you know come back and you know recoup and then come back to it but I heard him say one time he was like um talking to an artist and the artist was telling him about the song that he made and he said oh and he went on his site so I was trying to find it like on your socials and I didn't see it and he was like oh well, that song is two years old so I'm promoting this other stuff and I said what you told me about this one and he was like yeah he was like well you know that's what he said that's my favorite song that's my strongest song and so then he said, well, then why is he still promoting? And he's like, it's two years old. He said, are you crazy? I'm still promoting mm-hmm. music I put out on my first album like five okay. years ago. And he's like, you got it. He said, no matter how old it is, no matter, you know, how long ago you've done it, if you put it out, he said, you got to still be promoting. He said, I'm, you know, people can say, hey, I made it. He said, but there's always somebody somewhere who has not heard your music or has not read your book. And he was like, so push all of your work all you said all time continue he said you don't you know i know you have to push your new stuff and you know but always make sure that you're taking time to promote everything that you've done he was like at least you know frequently you can not a whole you know you don't have to do it like pumping every single day but you can you know go on rotation with it but keep all of your work constantly in a rotation so people can know and hear it he's like people might like your old stuff and some people might like your new stuff feed both audiences you know that's right that's a word (laughs) i appreciate that that's a that's a word you are welcome. I was like, so when he said that, I said, you know what? <laughs> let me get on this social real quick. I know. Let me get on this social real quick and dust off one of these oldies for <laughs> good. <laughs> and talk about it. Because, yeah, it, it happens and you see it. And I even did like a little experiment with it because I, you know, took one, just like one of my books out of my series, like the first book out of one of my series. Mm-hmm. And I just started re-pushing it 
you know, again and again. And, and like, it, every time I do it, it gets traction. <laughs> somewhere nice. else. Somewhere else. You know? Some people haven't or Some forgot people. about it or they haven't been introduced to it. Right. Okay. Right. Good to know. Good to know. Good so to know. It, it happens at work. And so you, you do that, you know, like I say, you don't have to like go and just pump your whole catalog at one time. Just pick, pick one of your book babies, you know, and just say, let me show it some love for a couple of weeks and see what happens, you know? I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. So, yes, yes. Always, always promote yourself, though. It is going to benefit you in the long run, you know, and um, connect with, you know, continue to connect with, like, book clubs and different networking, you know, spaces that embrace you know your genre so that you're hitting your target audience so those would be that you know and that sometimes it takes the stress off of you okay i appreciate that's good that's good advice i really appreciate that you are welcome you're welcome so if anybody is listening who is an aspiring author they Mm -hmm. they, look they got some good gems tonight yes (laughs) Yes, so great gems tonight. That's what it's all about. Um, I believe too is that in this community, um, we really have to provide people with like sound information because mm-hmm. we make it better together when we support each other and help up with each other. You know, it takes us pushing because we already have so much against us. You know, yes. as a community, so we have to uplift and support and push for each other because, yeah, it, it, like they say, you know, we we CMB, we all we got. I know. <laughs> we CMB, we all we got. The, the no, CMB before it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are younger, listen to this. You got just go Google CMB. <laughs> joining me today Denise it has been such a pleasure I you know again you guys make sure that you support her and go out and purchase and review her book and yes and for all of you guys out there thank you so much for tuning in continuing and supporting these authors and supporting the podcast it means the absolute world to me and if you would like to be an official sponsor you can go to anchor.fm forward slash get caught up and you can choose any one of the packages there to be a support system to the Get Caught Up podcast. And if you just like to make a donation, we accept that too. You can um, visit the Cash App at dollar sign UP20016. That's dollar sign B as an umbrella, P as a call, 2016. And if you'd like to have a commercial, please make sure that you visit www.untamedpublishing.net and visit our books and more store. There are a plethora of services where you also can find the information there if you would like to submit for a commercial or if you would like to submit for an author interview, you can go to the contact us page on that website and that is where you will submit our assistant for the podcast will respond within 24 to 48 hours to try to get you up so you can get on the air and we can break down your book. 
And please make sure that you are following the Get Caught Up Podcast on Instagram at Get Caught Up Podcast, on Twitter at DCU underscore podcast, and on Facebook, we have a Facebook group. The Facebook group is Get Caught Up Podcast on Facebook. And again, I am Arthur Untamed. You can find me on all social media platforms except Snapchat. I am not there, but I'm everywhere else. <laughs> I am everywhere else under Arthur Untamed. So you can find me there. And if you would like to follow our host site, which is Untamed Publishing, Untamed Publishing is on Facebook at Untamed Publishing and on Instagram at Untamed Publishing LLC and on Twitter at Untamed Pub. That is all we have for you tonight. I thank you so much for tuning in again. And please make sure that you come back to visit us on September the 21st. We will be interviewing with Natasha B. Frazier. And also, if you want to be a part of our book of the month, our book of the month of September is Pretty Shattered Souls by Robbie Renee. That will be an IG Live on Wednesday, September 28th at 9 p.m. You can hop on the live. We will be discussing Pretty Shattered Soul with Robbie Renee. And I cannot wait. And I am going to say, if you do not have the Audible of this, get it. Our bestie, Wesley, is the one who is narrating it. So definitely make sure you pick that up because y'all know how she does. (laughs) And until next time, you guys. Don't forget to get caught up. Good night.